0: Welcome back to Cather's Corner, if this is your first episode, welcome! My name is Kirsten, and you're listening to A Quiet Corner of the Internet, where we talk about our feelings and thoughts and how we can grow into better humans. Make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you listen to the show, to never miss an episode every Monday. And if you want to stay updated on the show or me in general, I'm at catharaxia everywhere that matters. That's C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. Just type it into Google, and I'll be right there. How are you? (laughs) I hope you're well. I'm doing pretty good this morning. Much better than earlier this week, which is what we're going to talk about in a bit. What has been happening in our world recently? It feels like a lot, doesn't it? I feel like I'm constantly getting a slew of information. Um, Some of it is important. But I feel like a lot of it is kind of garbage. <laughs> Just like, you know, random things. Like the intricacies of the of Jada and Will Smith's marriage. I have that info in my brain now. And that's info I didn't need. <laughs> that's info I could have gone my whole life without knowing. And now I have it. Free of charge. Um... So there's that. (laughs) But I feel like not too much has happened this week. Nothing more than what usually happens in a week. But I know for me personally, it's been an eventful week as far as brain stuff goes. Just a lot of stuff happening in my mind. A lot of trying to reevaluate what's happening. I also don't know if I'm going to school in the fall or not. Uh, which is kind of a big one uh, because if you are also in university right now you're probably facing the same issue or the alternative, which is what I'm hoping to avoid you've already gotten the uh, you're staying home Uh, we're going to charge you $50,000 to attend the University of Phoenix, Harvard edition and um, that's just the world we live in currently which is fine so fine This is fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) But enough about me. Let's get into today's topic, shall we? All right, guys. For today, I wanted to talk about burnout. And I don't really mean burnout in kind of the traditional sense of how we understand burnout. I feel like um, I've always thought of burnout as what happens when you've kind of bitten off more than you can chew, like you've taken on too many projects, you've, you know, signed up for too many classes, you have too many obligations. And now, like a burnt tire, Uh, you're ready to pop. Uh, I'm not saying that metaphor is accurate uh, because I don't know anything about cars, even though I am a car driver. I don't think I actually own my car. That isn't important right now. That's something for me to figure out in my own time. But my point is, um, I feel like a lot of times our understanding of burnout is linked very closely to productivity, and I don't think that's without reason, but Um, I've been out of school for months now. I'm not working a real job, whatever that means, with with regular working hours. Um, All my productivity, if it counts as productivity at all, depending on how you define that, is kind of self-manifested. I create my own stuff to do. And it's legitimate to me, and that's what matters to me, and I know what I'm working towards and all that. Um, So I have a lot of personal projects that I work on each week, and they tend to be more on the creative side. Sometimes it's housekeeping things, Uh, but recently I've been kind of struggling to keep the momentum with those personal projects that I've been working on, and... Yeah, it's just been really hard to, because motivation is a funny thing anyways, because I feel like people misconstrue motivation and inspiration, especially when it comes to creative things. And I feel like as far as inspiration goes, it's kind of harder for me to control and push through. Whereas motivation, I think for the most part, I've been able to get a handle on finding the motivation to push through times when I'm not feeling immediately inspired, And end up bringing in that creativity and inspiration through motivation, but I've been struggling to get a hold of that, and it's been slowly happening, Uh, but I'm losing steam (laughs) to complete all these things I've started, which is really, it's really frustrating, because, like, if someone, like, it doesn't help, because, like, Not to be that person or whatever, but like my Saturn's in Gemini, which makes things hard enough as it is. And if you understand what that means, you understand what that means. But what I'm getting at is that I historically struggle to finish projects because I can't put my energy and focus into one thing for a long amount of time unless I'm forced to. And I feel like I've been getting... Like, I've been doing that recently, to where I, like, have my sights on something, and I do it, and I finish out my own, or, like, I I feel like I've been able to stay on a track of, like, follow-through recently, and then it's kind of pittering out now, which is expected. It's July. We're in deep summer heat, but, like, it's frustrating, Especially since I think it goes a lot deeper than, oh, I don't feel like working on this anymore because it's boring. Because it's not so much that I find the things I've been working on boring at all. Or else I wouldn't have done them in the first place. I think they're really cool and really worth my time. But I think past it being boring it's the monotony of working on all this stuff that I've been working on for months and months and months. The monotony of like this slow like the monotony of just any time you get like a new job and like how when you're getting closer to quitting that job you kinda start to feel this slowly growing resentment towards it and this anxiety with having to do it and having only experienced that when working like a job with hours and a salary, an hourly rate salary and that sort of thing where things are by nature very repetitive and having that feeling come to things that aren't like that and things that are mine in theory and such and such, um, it's really frustrating. It, it sucks. To put it simply, it sucks. And because these things are so tied to like my own enjoyment theoretically, I'm kind of becoming stressed over just being a person. Uh, Which is not a burnout, I think. I didn't know that was, like, a thing that could happen. I feel like usually when people think of burnout, it's, like, with work and a job or school. But I don't think we talk enough about just getting burnt out from being a person. Like, being human is so exhausting. And, like, I've been depressed before. I've been anxious before. But I don't think I've ever been so exhausted with being a person in my life. And it's frustrating. I don't know why being a person is stressing me out so much, but I do have some inklings, some hypotheses, if you will. Uh, My first guess, guess number one is capitalism. Uh, Capitalism is an easy scapegoat for most of the issues in the world, I feel like, because the curse, the illness, The disease of capitalism. The disease of capitalism is that it kind of tricks us into thinking um, that all our value and all our kind of purpose comes from productivity and how commodifiable we are and how good we are at making commodities out of things and people. And (laughs) I think when your life as a whole becomes that, not just like career or working, when you as a person, when you as a person kind of become a commodity, it's really easy to get burnt out with existing. And I think I've always kind of struggled between finding my place within all that Which makes sense, because I am a 19-year-old lady. I barely been a person, so... (laughs) And I've been trained to be a worker for, like, 17 years now. So, like... Not 17 years, that's not accurate. More like 12, let's be real. More like 12. So, like, figuring out how to move through that space when I actively have no interest and being a commodity, for obvious reasons, is very difficult. That's a lot of unlearning to do, which I've been working on. My second guess as to why this burnout has occurred is social media. And there's layers to this, right? Because we kind of have had this flood of social media activism, if you will, and activism by nature is a very tiring process. That tends to be a thing, a discussion that tends to happen a lot when it comes to activism is making sure you take the time to care for yourself um, so you can actively and continue to contribute to the cause, the greater cause, the greater healing of humanity. But I think on top of that, um, social media is a strange entity, because we have this now, but even before all this, there's always been this push and pull between, like, you know, the hustle, the branding, the kind of people operating like corporations, and then there's also that comparison aspect, that kind of search for popularity, for attention, and essentially love and connection, and then there's also the whole thing with, like, I, ha- I feel like social media has a tendency to kind of make just human nature toxic, if that makes any sense. Like, all the things related to being a person, I feel like, get romanticized or kind of, like, made bigger by social media, so things like self-care our mental health and wellness, or even the opposite of that, with like, oh, toxic traits and da-da-da-da-da, they somehow manage to get watered down, but also, like, become, like, remixed into this, like, toxic entity to where no one really knows how to take care of themselves, but because of social media, we're all kind of, like, the blind leading the blind, and also, like, we're pretending that everything's okay, because you need to stay positive, because if you're not positive, then you're manifesting bad things into your life, but also make sure that you allow yourself to decompress, and, like, it's okay if you feel sad sometimes, just don't be sad on here, but also be vulnerable with us, and da-da-da-da, and it's a lot, and my generation, Gen Z, really likes irony and apathy, and we kind of make everything a joke, and that's so fun, but I feel like being in that headspace for, like, extensive amounts of time can be very damaging towards, like, actually taking care of yourself and dealing with your own shit, because, like, Gen Z, it's like teenagers and young adults. Young adults don't know shit. We don't know shit, which is kind of ironic, because I have, like, a whole show where I'm, like, low-key telling you how to live your life, but I hope you know um, that these are suggestions because I don't know shit because I haven't lived a life yet, (laughs) and I think social media is like the epitome of like the blind leading the blind, and like it's kind of hard to figure out what works for you because it's so easy to be uh, molded by this space without kind of taking the time to critically analyze how you feel about certain things. Uh, The last thing I think uh, might be a culprit of this living burnout is the, you know, my inability to fully squash my superiority complex, Um, because if you don't know, um, having listened to me, or maybe you know me in person, uh, but uh, for... It's, it's my most toxic trait. <laughs> I know I like, shitting on the whole idea of, like, that whole, like, thing. But, like, my superiority complex is probably the most toxic trait about me. Uh, and the funny thing is, is that no matter what I do to rebrand or look at it from a new perspective or, like, reconsider or whatever you want to call it, I feel like my need and pull and desire to kind of prove myself, to put a sense of superiority or hierarchy in comparison to others, uh, always ends up manifesting in different ways. When I tried to squash it in one way, when it was growing up in school, it was like, oh, I needed to be the best student, and then once I wasn't the best student, it was like, okay... Um, I'll be the best, like, artsy kid instead, or I'll be the most philosophical, critical thinking person, so, like, maybe I'm not the smartest, but at least I'm not a sheep, but then it's, like, if you're a sheep to people who are also not sheeps, you know what I mean, it's, like, oh, well, at least I'm the most empathetic and understanding and open-minded person, but there's, like, all sorts of people like that, and it I feel like it's, like, a weird, like, shape-shifting issue I have that I still am not entirely sure how to come to calms with, because I think right now, for me, instead of, like, the straightforward way not, like, a superiority complex is usually seen as, which is just, like, I'm better than everyone and I know more things than everyone, kind of a vague amount of narcissism to cover up that insecurity. I think right now, it has kind of manifested into, instead of me feeling better than other people or looking down on other people, it's more like I have really, really obnoxiously high expectations for myself that I will never fulfill. (laughs) And pretty much, like, like the tiger mom in my head and it's not great it's it's really bad it's not a good way to live your life constantly getting down on yourself for not being the best at whatever or not being the most healed or the most put together and such and such and there's so many ways I could analyze why this is why my brain views this in the way that it does Like, it could be, you know, it could just be mental illness. It could be, you know, how I was raised and my childhood experiences. It could be the fact that as a Western society or just as a world as a whole, we tend not to let Black women be vulnerable and not be the strongest and the most put together and the caretakers and you know, mediocre, essentially, without them being a threat, and there's so many ways I could break it down, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that I have this issue that I still am trying to figure out, and it's going to be a while before I do. Um, So with this nice little culmination between capitalism, social media, and my, you know, darn little superiority complex um it kind of just had like a full breakdown (laughs) i yeah i kind of just had a full breakdown like not tears and stuff because what happened uh was that i just for some reason felt like, the pull to go and braid my own hair, I had some Marley braid hair, I was like, okay, I'm gonna braid my hair, and then I was, like, looking it up, I'm like, oh, Marley twists, that could be cool, let me try that, and I got all the information I needed, and I stayed up for 12 hours straight doing it, um, after, like, drinking coffee at 6 p.m., which, if you don't know, you shouldn't drink any caffeine past 2 to 3 p.m. during the day, Unless you want to fuck over your sleep cycle. Don't do that. If you care about being a well-rested person, even if you only sleep at a maximum of six hours each day, don't drink coffee past 2 to 3 p.m., okay? Nice little advice from me to you, but um, what was I getting at? I had a point. I had a point. And I lost it. Yes, I had coffee at 6 p.m. And I'm braiding my hair for 12 hours straight. And then t- um, 7 a.m. approaches. I had started braiding at 10. 7 a.m. approaches. And I kind of just pause. And I'm looking at myself in the reflection of my laptop a, a screen. Um, and I realize I shouldn't have done this because I've been shooting for the past couple of days, and in the video that I've been shooting, I'm wearing a wig, which means I should have braided my actual hair instead of braiding hair into my hair, because you can't wear a wig if you have freaking Marley twists in your hair, which means I messed up my entire shooting schedule, and then I kind of spiraled and realized I really, uh, I'm kind of losing it uh, because my brain is just not there. I'm so far gone. I'm too tired to cry because again, it's been 12 hours of braiding. And so in this panic, I decided to make a plan and I want to share that with you because (laughs) it's funny, I wrote my notes here. I think it worked or failed were my two options, and I think it's something, I think it's a place to start, so I want to talk about it with you, but first, let's talk about some favorites for today. Alright, homies, let's... (laughs) why did I call you homies? Is that okay? Y'all, we're homies now. Alright, homies. Let's talk about some favorites for this week. I have favorites for you. So my first favorite I have here... (laughs) You know what's funny? All of these are things... So you know how I like to tie the favorites of the day to the topic. All of these are things... Uh, That brought me comfort while I was slowly descending into mental chaos. So for this first favorite, you may have heard of this show because it's been getting a lot of buzz. It's an HBO show by Michaela Cole, and it is called I May Destroy You. Guys, guys, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends, let me tell you something. This show is the moment. It is. It is the moment. The show follows the main character. I'm very bad with character names unless I'm like three seasons deep. I can't for the life of me keep track of character names. But this show um the main character here like it it's not much of a spoiler. Um she is assaulted and she kind of goes through this process of trying to figure out, A, what had happened to her, and also there seems to be, like, a strange narrative about, like, the nature of assault and survivorship and that sort of thing. Honestly, I can't really explain it to you very well. You just need to go watch it. It's on HBO. I may destroy you, The shots are beautiful, the lighting is beautiful, the story is beautiful, the acting is beautiful. It's such a good series. I binged it during the first half of my rating session, which honestly, that should have been. The universe was trying to warn me against myself, and I said, so anyways, the show. (laughs) But you should definitely watch it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Second on my list of favorites for the day, right after finishing the most recent episode of I May Destroy You, which I think is episode six, I watched the series called Betty, which this series had dropped um I think around May, April, May. And it's about um female skaters in New York City, I wanna say is where they're at. Just a group of these young women and kind of following their stories, kind of centered around skate culture and sort of their different fights with the patriarchy within their own lives and skate culture. It is beautiful. I It's kind of shot in this documentary style so the characters feel more real. And I just really love anytime a show kind of takes me into a world I'm not at all connected to or familiar with and gets me to feel so attached and connected to the characters within it and Betty's just a beautiful um version of that phenomenon and it's just cool as hell S- watching skateboarders I love watching skaters. I love, it's my favorite. There's one thing I miss about being in LA and being at my university is watching all the skater boys and skater girls doing their thing. It's so, it's just so nice. I love it. But I would highly recommend the show Betty. Also, the soundtrack for both I May Destroy You and Betty are awesome. So I would check them out. Betty is also on HBO, so if you don't have it, find a friend who does so you can watch both of these shows. Finally, on my favorites of the day list, um, this I didn't listen to this while I was breeding. Instead, I listened to this uh, during the first day of my personally, um, of my personal rehabilitation into being a functioning human person. Um, so I don't know if you heard but the Calm app will sometimes do collaborations with musicians um, I only knew about that because a band I really enjoy Five Seconds of Summer they had done like a remix of some of their songs off their most recent album so that they were more like like a remix of the song that's like eight minutes long that's made for meditation and more recently sir harold styles harry styles dropped i harry styles dropped i had to laugh um when i saw twitter kind of lose its shit over this because it kind of felt like he had like dropped a new single but what he had actually dropped was him narrating a bedtime story on kong called dream with me um and you can go through the hashtag on twitter if you like hashtag dream with harry Um, it, I, (laughs) I'm not gonna say I haven't been happy over the past couple months. Like, I've had a lot of, like, bouts of joy and happiness that I feel very grateful for where I'm at, and I've been doing pretty alright, except for more recently. But when I tell you that I haven't felt that level of excitement and just pure joy over something like that in so long, like, I could have screamed in happiness when i first listened to it i like the way i started hyperventilating just like just cuz like it's the music for me y'all it's the music it's you know just the voice the nice little you're just traveling around wherever the world wherever in the world you're traveling around And Harry is narrating the whole thing, and it's 45 minutes of just calm, no pun intended, but yes, pun intended, and I would highly recommend it. If you have been on the struggle bus and you enjoy Harry Styles, use that free trial, my dear. You will not regret it. You you will not regret it. I want it recorded somewhere for when I have to end this free trial, and I will find a way to do that. Because I can't. I will find a way to do that. But that's it for the favorites of today. Um, Yes. If you want more of my recommendations, um, I decided I'm going to start posting uh, the occasional podcast recommendations on my Instagram. Again, C-A-T-H-A-R-A-X-I-A. So you can follow me there. I'm going to make a highlight for it. Yes, and I talked about some podcast recommendations on there. But let's jump back in to the topic, burnout. How have I been dealing with being burnt out from living? Okay, y'all. Let's get into this. How have I been dealing with this burnout? So I realized the big issue uh, for me personally was that I was starting to resent my own work, which I kind of touched on earlier, which is the worst thing that could happen if you're trying to make things. I have been trying to write a feature script. If I start to hate what I am writing. If I start to hate the characters in the script, the script is never getting done. Which is really annoying too, because I've been working on this damn story for like almost three, four years now. I'm getting it done before I school starts. It's happening. That is... I'm getting it done by the end of the month. I don't care. So to make sure... I don't start to resent everything I've ever made, (laughs) you know, besides the usual, like, I feel like most people that make art kind of struggle with that to a certain degree, but off topic, different episode, maybe, probably not, but what if? Anyways, I kind of, when I was having this, like, internal mental breakdown, um, my brain kind of works to where I feel like I have two narratives happening, two like reactions to where there's usually like how I'm feeling, and then like the super ego. Is that what that is called? This I really don't like Freud, so <laughs> this part of psychology never really sticks with my brain. But you know how we have like the id, the ego, and the super ego, and your id is like your gut reactions to things and then like the ego that I believe is like the super altruistic morally absolute birth of yourself and then your super ego is like the functioning between the two or it might be reverse for ego and super ego you have the internet my point being I feel like there's usually that like gut response of how I'm feeling that can rule my thoughts like my thought pattern sometimes but my brain at this current point in my life always also has the second voice that's like comforting the first voice through all of that and kind of rationalizing and being objective and being more solution oriented than falling into a self-pity pool which is really good and that part of my brain was like okay You're upset. You are so upset you can't even feel upset right now. So, what can we do to get past this? What can we do to, instead of staying in this bad state, let's be objective about this? Like, what has been putting me, what has been pushing me into this mental space to the point that I? feel so incapacitated by just doing my hair and something like maybe doing my hair on the wrong day would kind of send me into a spiral so I made two lists because I like making lists Uh, lists are fun for me (laughs) make me feel a bit more like organized and in control so I made two lists Um, things that would relieve some of my anxiety that I've been feeling and then a second list of self-care items and the key for me wasn't to create a to-do list per se or a checklist of things I needed to get done over the next few days before I started the next week Um, but more so like creating a list of suggested things to do that might help take me out of this terrible mental state because I feel like from day to day our needs, which is something that I feel like a lot of self-care conversations, at least that I've seen, don't tend to get to or address very well, is that I feel like our needs change rapidly from day to day and even throughout the day. And while there's definitely certain things we need to be doing daily, which was what the self-care items were for, I think there's also things that we have to be very mindful and self-aware enough to realize we need on certain days and don't eat on others. Some of the things that bring us comfort or bring us peace will not always bring us comfort and peace because we get adjusted to things and that's okay. And figuring out new ways to deal with certain emotions and being able to be aware of the root of certain emotions And being able to disconnect from certain emotions when we need to as well, I think is a really important skill to have. And I think that's a skill that I have learned or come to acquire over the time, which can only happen if you have enough mental breakdowns, am I right? So (laughs) here are some things that I had kind of put for the self-care items part of the list. Uh, since the first part of the list is kind of personal, I don't really want to get into that, uh, but for the self-care items part I feel like um, There are some things that a lot of us tend to forget we need to do uh, to Kind of help reset our brains on a daily basis and keep things up to par So the first thing I can put on here um, For the list or the first idea is the fact that sleep is necessary and I need to be sleeping a necessary amount of time for me out of regular time as well, which is another important key. If you are someone who struggles with sleep or someone who does not prioritize sleep or you're like a up until the AM type of person, And you haven't done sleep research before, I would recommend doing some sleep, especially sleep psychology research, because it won't change your life, but it'll give you a lot of perspective on how important sleep is and how you can use sleep to better your brain and for your self-betterment and self-care and such. For me personally, and for most people around my age, uh, we need like nine and a half hours of sleep at a minimum. Ten hours tends to be more where it's at. A lot of us are undersleeping, a lot of us have a lot of sleep debt, and a lot of us overestimate how much sleep we actually get. So if I think even when I go to bed at midnight and I wake up at nine, That I'm getting nine hours. I'm probably actually getting more like eight to seven and a half hours and we need to be more cognizant about calculating that. I also think another thing, especially since I had to recover my body from, you know, being up for 36 hours because I had a whole day to do so I couldn't just like go back to bed. Um, It's being aware of like how sleep recovery can work as well. A lot of times if we have a day where we were sleep deprived or we didn't get enough sleep we will be fine the day after but it's the day after the sleep debt that tends to affect us and for my situation it took me a few days to fully recover and the key to that is having uh, a consistent sleep time and a consistent sleep amount and preferably to try and sleep in intervals of 90 minutes so if you can like have your sleep amount end up waking you up around like that 90 minute sleep cycle it'll make your sleep more restful as well so that's my quick little spiel and sleep tips an episode on sleep hmm a concept oh i'll put that in my notes for later to then bash myself about but then probably do anyways <laughs> um the second thing on here Of items I think we forget about when it comes to self care is that it's really important to have a night routine. Sorry, I really needed water. It's really important to have a night routine and I know personally it's really easy to like roll your eyes at or like shit on because you know with youtubers that's like a little thing and it's just so much easier to just scroll on your phone for a few hours and then pass out but like I've been trying to make an effort to kind of have like a pacing to how I wind down my brain for the night and having like A series of things you do that keep you away from a screen, allow your brain to relax, your eyes to relax, your senses to relax, really helps make you sleep better. And I feel like it's just generally a good way to kind of slowly shed a lot of the negative energy from the day if you, like, acquired some. Because, like, I've had some days recently where I'll go to bed really frustrated and angry, and then the first feeling I feel as soon as I get up It's just frustration and anger but when I go to bed after having meditated I wake up feeling so leveled out you know I think that's another thing is being very like cognizant of like just how we go into sleep and how we leave it I feel like it's something we don't think about because it's so easy especially when your phone is like right there and I'm not gonna sit on here and be like I never immediately check Twitter as soon as I get up I literally did that this morning because that was the easier thing to do but the mornings where I open my journal and write things that I'm grateful for or things that I am anticipating being grateful for I just feel so much better and I feel like I'm bringing in a lot of good energy and sending out a lot of good energy into the world. So I would highly recommend finding something like that that works for you and what you need because I think it looks different for everyone. And I don't think we consider that enough, how self-care really looks different for different people and their different circumstances. Um, Another thing I have on here is... It's really important to have a way to decompress negative emotions. I know for me, that looks like journaling, which I hate because, you know, I associate it with negative stuff because I'm purging negative stuff. And meditating also helps with leveling my mind out when I'm very anxious. Meditating helps me out. Even just taking time to breathe and slowly letting things go helps. So finding something like that for you, maybe it's boxing or running or a nice drive or whatever it looks like for you, drawing, whatever it looks like for you, finding a way to decompress negative emotions and negative energy. Uh, Another thing I have on here is also alongside the idea of decompressing, having a way to be mindful and appreciative. I've kind of already touched on this with... Kind of that gratitude journal, meditating, are ways of doing it. Journaling might be that way for some people. Maybe you really like doing puzzles or you're really into painting. Or like, honestly, sometimes like Pinterest. Like, Pinterest is such an underrated platform. The world would be better if more people used Pinterest, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. The world would be a better place if people use Pinterest besides suburban moms because pinning to me is like a digital collage and that's so calming because I also get to use a bit of creativity when it comes to that and it's just a very calming process for me because it's not at all associated with like connections to other people as well like things like Instagram and Twitter can be sometimes but that's just me everyone has their thing and finding that thing is really important And then finally, uh, you got to take care of your body, babe. You got to take care of your body, drink water, exercise, sleep the right amount, eat food. It's so easy when you're angry with yourself or upset to neglect that, neglect that thoughtful care of your body. But that's when you need to make sure you're doing it the most. I know when I'm really frustrated, or I feel like I haven't done enough, I have a tendency not to eat, and that's not good, because you get tired, A, and B, um, in the way that a good parent won't ever say that they hate their kid because of who they are. Uh, But are angry with their kid for what they did. I remember that's, like, something my parents, whenever we did something bad, they'd say that they're not mad at, like, us as people, but, like, what we did. I feel like that's a good philosophy for self-care is that it's understandable to get frustrated when maybe you didn't finish something the way you intended to or maybe you said the wrong thing or whatever, It's causing you to feel so frustrated and angry with yourself, but that doesn't mean you need to take it out on who you are. Just because you may feel bad about what you did doesn't mean you're a bad person. Just because you feel bad about yourself doesn't mean you are bad. So take care of yourself because you deserve to be taken care of, okay? All right? Then this week has kind of forced me to be more aware about how I treat myself and those around me, and like I kind of said before, I don't have all the answers. I don't think I'm ever going to have all the answers. I'll be 90 and I'll still be very confused, but it's important to try and figure things out. I think that's worth it. I think it's worth trying to figure it out and being kind to yourself trying to figure out how to take better care of yourself because this is hard (laughs) being a human is a hard position we have so many feelings and thoughts and we're so deeply connected to each other it's very difficult but we're all figuring it out and we'll figure it out together and we'll figure it out on our own as well we're just figuring things out and everything will be okay in the end all right i hope you enjoyed today's episode i know it was a long one but if you listen to it all the way through i hope it helped you for your future life burnouts because they will happen but we'll get through this all right before you go let's do a quick breathing exercise okay i'll count you off ready in two three four hold Two, three, four, Out Two, three, four, five, six. In Two, three, four, Hold Two, three, four, Out Two, three, four, five, six. In Two, three, four, Hold 2 Three, four, out, two, three, four, five, six. Before you go, remember to follow or subscribe wherever you like to listen from to receive future episodes. This podcast is available to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and Stitcher. And if you want to stay updated on the show or me in general, I'm at catharaxia everywhere that matters, C-A-T-H-A-R-X-I-A you're amazing, you're doing what you can, take care, and I'll see you here next week on Catherine's Corner.